0: clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. Baby.
1: Special Thursday night edition. We got a pretty interesting Thursday night game. The Eagles off a cover, but somehow everyone's disappointed by it. AJ especially. Yeah. How would you feel about that game? Did you think were you on the right side?
2: I know that that is a. Uh, Were you a tri- on the trap listen, question? You
1: had the New England Patriots. Were you on the right side?
2: Uh, I felt like I was.
1: Okay, Fez, was he on the right side? You think clearly? Steve clearly, Fezick joined Scott Seidenberg. You I'm had the on. other side. Were You on the right <clears throat> side? R.J. Bell, <clears throat> McKenzie, behind the glass.
2: Oh, go ahead, sir. Uh, you you had the I lost money to you on this. Were you on the right side?
1: You know my wins blur. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I you know I just cashed. That's it. RJ for maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something? Let's be honest. Belichick seems to lose a lot of. Cl- my point is, was it a Herculean effort by New England even to keep it that close? Because remember they against Tampa, uh, Brady's second year. Right? That was a tight, tight game. They were tight against Dallas. They play a lot of games at home. They lose against really good teams, but they lose by just a little. But I thought the line was, I thought the line should have been six. Would it fall? Five? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, see? Clearly off. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, at six, I would have taken New England. Oh, obviously. But but you took him at a real cheap discount. Bad number. (laughs) Uh, I asked Fez on the Monday show, is it better, is it an indictment of me that I'm happier to win that game in a lucky way? Because if I, I mean, if I just beat him like cold, it'd be like, yeah, of course, RJ won again. You know, instead of being like, "Oh, I had almost had it," but luckily, you guys that will listen to the full dream preview, we got me and AJ going at it, and he's on the Bills, so he has to answer. He, ha- he has to answer for the quarterback, who may be one of the bigger disasters. I mean, would you? Let's let's give a little preview. Was that the worst quarterback play of any player in the last five years in the NFL? No
2: wasn't even the worst quarterback play last week.
1: Joe it, Burrow was worse. But here's the question. Could Joe Burrow, playing the way he played, could he have beat the Jets? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think if you were to knelt down at a certain point in the game. Yeah, the, bang, <laughs> the
0: Bengals just they, they just took knee, knees and
2: punted,
1: basically, that, all game long. Mm-hmm. There was a point in the game if they had just knelt and punted.
2: And From a de- mental standpoint, it was about as bad as it could get.
1: And, and you figure, you know what I want? I, I'm going to back him because he's going to talk himself. Into- he's getting his head straight this week. They probably yep.
0: needed to punt it out of bounds, to be <laughs> fair. <Yes. laughs> Good point,
1: Fess. All right, now what do we do on this, baby? We preview Thursday, but we build it around my goal of beating same-game parlays on the season. So there'll be, what, like 16 of these? We'll do a special Thanksgiving special. However we do it, we are going to make money. Now, we had a beautiful first play with the over-rushing yards. Mahomes. Mahomes. But then the the total just didn't get there. It wasn't even really close, to be honest. By the way, it's a sponsored podcast. DraftKings Sportsbook, of course. Same game
2: parlays. Uh, Bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in bonus bets. Just simply when you use the code RJ when you sign up.
1: So like my name, your name. Okay, awesome. All right. Listen, if you hear, let's be candid, if you hear different podcasts or whatever, and you hear, oh, you know, I heard it here. I heard. It, just say RJ is the easiest to remember, right? Yeah. And let's be honest, who's making them more money? If you're listening to this pod, if I decide, you know, our audience, they really got into DraftKings and made an effort. I'm going to do an extra pod this week, all right? And let's say some other show does an extra pod. That extra pod on the other show is just going to irritate you, probably. It'd be like, oh, they're saying the same things again. This one will be entirely different. So think of it like that. It's it's really an expected value situation. Philadelphia favored by six and a half. This baby's going down Minnesota off a loss. Tampa Bay. We called that pretty much a coin flip game, though, right, Fez? Though they, uh, Minnesota. Absolutely.
0: But Minnesota dominated the stats. But, you know, the, the Tampa still gets the outright win. Yeah. 5.9 to 3.7 The dog's getting
1: bat. The dog's getting bat. So on the game, let's start there. Do you have any opinion, Fez, on the game itself?
0: I cannot back Kirk Cousins with that primetime start. Mm-hmm. And, frankly, it just seems too easy. It's like they they played in the same spot last year. And the Vikings were never in the game at whatsoever. So I, if, if I, and, and I'm not even getting seven anymore. I would lean Eagles.
1: I was going to say, what, what does this coaching staff do with Cousins if it's a blowout against them? Do they take him out? But we don't know because they didn't get blown out. I mean, I guess it was in the playoffs, but well, never, with the Dallas game, they're never going to take him.
0: They were down. Thirty-three to nothing, and they won a game. They're never going to take Cousins That's out. That's a good point. Well,
1: yeah, they
3: came back and won that game.
1: Yeah, if <laughs> Jeff Saturday takes over as head coach of the Eagles, <laughs> no, but but I don't think they took out McKenzie. Can you check? Did they take him out against the Cowboys? Remember, they were at home and the yeah, Cowboys. Forty-zero. I'll check that. Forty-three. Yeah, 40-0 was against the Giants a couple days ago. No, <laughs> we're talking last year against Minnesota. Because Fez, our premise of this same game parlay is over Cousins' attempts. Make the case why, first of all. Yeah,
0: so if we look at the box score, very close competitive game against Tampa Bay. So we would expect that um, with the game script, the Vikings would have a balanced offense. That wasn't the case. That uh, Cousins was just chucking the ball 44 attempts when the game was tied. Minnesota abandoned the running game. No Dalvin Cook, and they're just... uh, uh, Madison is a non-factor. when you say
1: abandoned, that implies they started... Trying to run.
0: Okay, I don't think they ever... Yeah, you good mean, point.
1: It, during the training camp, they been. They,
0: they basically know that that is not the way their offense is going to be um, optimized, and
1: they were throwing the whole game. Yes. Now, the fact that Cousins is expected by all accounts to not be back with Minnesota next year, how does that affect anything in this game and the rest of the season? You guys have any theories on this? Trade him to the Jets. <laughs> you can use
0: them up, right? That's interesting. There's no reason to like, like protect them and like you know run the
1: ball. Like the why so do like it? you do with a a car?
0: Exactly. It's like <laughs> like like what well, we've spoken about this. We know passing is more efficient than running. So why don't teams just throw the ball every down? Well, because your quarterback gets killed eventually. Wow. Well, and and the, I know the defense can sell out. They know it's coming. Yeah, I think
1: I think what we've seen with the too high and the general. If you, if you actually look at and we'll talk about this at more length in the main show. If you actually look at the success rate of offense last week, it was the lowest of any NFL week since 2009. So success rate is probably the best measure of the true baseline of what's going on. It's every play. It's a yes or no. Was it successful or not? And it's about 50. You know, the average. So, Mackenzie, last year, what was the success rate average on offense? Like 46%. All right. So a little less than half the time the plays are successful. And last week was very low. Can you see what last week's number was? Yeah. Maybe the uh, running backs don't matter database. Um, so Faz, it feels like the too high in this let them run, give them five yards a clip. All, all the Chargers. Chargers looked really good. No doubt. Running the ball. Ran the ball more than they threw. And
0: amazing. And the, and the and game was Cutler, Cutler
1: was game. Oh, wait. <laughs> Herbert was. <laughs> That's going to be an interesting discussion, I think. Wow. You, you think when you get like 80 combined points, if you only need a field goal to win at the end?
0: You could, think you'd be favored? To be able to go yeah, down and get one. Yeah, doesn't do that? Well, when you get sacked them back-to-back plays, you know. Yeah. yeah,
1: well, the O-line's just not good enough, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine putting that loss on Justin Herbert when the defense got, like, torched at a historic rate.
1: It's not on Herbert, but a winner would have won the game. You're right. He's not a winner. I know, but <laughs> he's still a really good quarterback. A loser is a good quarterback? I mean, just like Jay Cutler. Did you think Jay Cutler was I thought good? Jay Cutler was pretty good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He has, he, hey, he has a type. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. My, my, my favorite
0: Jay Cutler moment was, remember when he nonchalantly in the game he got sacked ten times, he just flipped the ball
1: forward, left-handed, to show her, hey, you know, it's like, screw this, you know. <laughs> and now he's uh, – he was on a reality show, right? Or wasn't his like his wife. Yeah. at the time? Yeah, okay. All right, so – they did, in that Cowboys game, put Nick Mullins in for seven attempts. But I think, I don't know. I, a national- that was 37-3. They're not going to get that far beyond. Yeah, I, I hear you. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we think over. So let's start building. Attempts over. Attempts. Now let's look at uh, completions. That's the one I'd I'd be interested with it. So, by the way, in week one, the success rate averaged 40.0. 40 exactly. And like last I say six. So out of every hundred plays, there were about six or so less successful plays last week than an average week. I think it has a lot to do with these defenses are finally mature with the two high that it's gonna be most effective this year, mm-hmm. I think.
3: So we're going starting with Kirk Cousins' pass attempts, and now for a same game parlay, we're gonna have to pick a multiple of five. So we're gonna yeah, go so over, over 40. forty. All right. Forty or more. Mm-hmm. So that's our first pick.
1: So it's actually 40 ties or just 40 wins? No, 40 for us? wins. 40 um, or more. It's so we're kind of going, 30 so we're going over 39. Yeah, nine.
3: exactly. And now completions, our choices are 20, 25, 30.
1: Okay. And what is 20? 20,
3: 20 is minus 800. 25 is minus 110. Let's do that. So 25. As long as it goes 25 of 40, we're a winner. Now so freeze it. Can we check what the payout is? Because these plus—that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Plus 165.
1: Okay, so what we went is from plus 100? 100, plus 125. Plus 125 to one, because we are slightly over. The market right now is 37.5 on Cousins. Mm-hmm. We decided to go a little bit over. Okay. Um So, Fez, let's think so about this.
0: that's a this. minus 300. We're playing the second leg's minus 300 because oh. it's a severe High correlation, obviously. No, I
1: understand. No, what's your sense of how much that correlation is? Probably minus three hundred. <laughs> it sure so, seems like so you, you don't think this. You think the price is fair on this? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Well, we're
3: asking him to go twenty-five of forty. I think that's a very high. That's, yeah. you know, that's a good probability. You know, that's a good way to look and
1: at it. And we think, and we think he, that, that they're going to dink and dunk, right? And, yeah. And, and the, that's only if
0: that's only if he throws forty. Now, given he goes over thirty-nine and a half, his over/unders probably forty-four. Last, last right? week,
3: last week he was thirty-three of forty-four, and. We looked at. No, uh, that's a
1: good. You, you make a good point. If he goes over by seven attempts, it's a, it's a, it's going to happen.
3: Yeah. yeah. And we looked at some of the passes that he threw last week. I mean, dinking and dunking is an understatement. T.J. Hawkinson had eight catches for just thirty-five yards. So I like this. Let's throw it
1: in. All, All right, twenty-five. Points. And let's look at T.J. on uh, receptions.
3: Okay. So T.J. Hawkinson's reception numbers here. We can choose three, four, five, six, well, seven. So always
1: start with the, the five one and a half
3: closest s- to even money. So five. Okay. A- six is even money. Yeah. Six, six or more. Six now plus. If we
1: if we push or six or more, so really yep. it's five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the number. All right, and and let's see what that does to us. So we're right now we're at plus one sixty-five?
3: Now yes. Now if we add six plus catches for yeah. TJ Hawkinson.
1: I want to see what Fez thinks. Fez, you are one of the true gurus. When it comes to, you know, it, it, there's not necessarily a proof you can do on the chalkboard at the Ivy League school on how to figure this out. Or if it is, it's really only the professor can do it. So it's instinctual, right? What's the correlation is the question. We, it's easy to figure out how much a parlay pays off, two team or three team or four team. Just look at the back of the card or look at the right. whatever the rule or you know however the money line's being calculated. Uh, If it's off the board, as they say, not off the board, but off the board that's up there, you go, give me that and give me that. But this is the innovation that DraftKings has been at the forefront of, which is you can bet in game on things that are correlated, and they're going to account for the correlation. Our trick is, do they account in a way that still gives us a chance to win money? Because sometimes we'll think the correlation's higher than them, and we'll bet it. Sometimes they think the correlation, the bookmaker, is higher than we do, and we can't bet those, because they think the correlation's higher. It's a disagreement. We can bet one of them, right? Meaning, when we think the correlations are not being priced properly, that they're insufficiently priced. And let's be candid. It's not easy to find winning bets. So we're going to try to zero in on those winners. So... You talked about, okay, well, we got the first one, we got the second one. What order do we consider these in? Because don't we go from the highest correlation down? Like Scott said it in an interesting way. He said, well, if Cousins has over uh, 30 or more or 40 or more uh, attempts, right, and more than 25 or 25 or more completions, I think the idea of, the tight end having uh, less than six. No, I, I don't think that could happen. You know, it's like no, that can happen all day, right? Sure. But the reverse is the question. It seems like, right?
0: Yeah. Well, let me let me tell you. about the way I'm formulating yeah, this, yeah. all right. So, Cousins supposed to complete 25 passes. Mm-hmm. He goes over 25. Mm-hmm. How many is he going to complete? What What would my new over under be? So,
1: what's the median? Is what you're saying? Yeah,
0: I would say probably 30. I would say maybe 29. Yeah, you know, but like it's not going to be twenty-seven. It's going to be a a, a, a a significantly higher than twenty-five. So
1: what you're saying is it only is pertinent if he completes more than twenty-five. Because if he doesn't, I, we're out of we're the dead. parlay anyway. Mm-hmm. If he does, what is the median number of completions? And you're saying thirty
0: yeah 2930 so right. like 20% higher
1: all right let's than that number. All right? and then let's do the same thing with the attempts so I, I don't go- need
0: to because 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 remember well if i'm looking at hawkinson i don't need to look at attempts it's irrelevant okay because i'm all i'm pricing is how many how many balls he catches not yeah. how many yards he gets
1: okay now there is a residual correlation, because the more attempts there are, the better chance of more completions. But you're saying the completion number accounts for the thesis of a lot of attempts.
0: Right. And we already built in that correlation on that plus 165. So we did that work. Art. OK. And now, so when I'm looking at Hawkinson's, if I was looking at his reception yards, I'd have to look at, re- at yardage. But I'm looking at just how mm-hmm. many cat balls he catches. Well, if the whole team's catching 20% more balls... He should catch 20% more balls. I think that's in intuitively fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. So if his over-under was six and I multiply by 1.2, now he's at 7.2. So it's worth like at least an extra catch for him. Okay.
1: Now, this is fascinating because there's two ways we can think there's value on Hawkinson. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just call him TJ from here on. Good call. Is we could think... The over makes sense for him without any correlation. And if so, we might say, okay, we're going to price this at you know, a, a catch higher. And the correlation itself can inflate it. We're saying we don't have any – we have a slight bias that there's going to be uh, – TJ will have more catches because he was focused last week, right? It's Eight a, catches. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, he got a lot of uh, uh, targets last week, so we think that – and we think Philly's going to get, you know, Philly doesn't blitz, and they often will let you catch it short, and they rally to tackle, right? So especially they got a cornerback out, a cornerback, and they got a safety out middle of the field, tight end. Mm-hmm. So I think you could make the case the correlation's worth a catch, and maybe a half a catch of handicap.
3: So I like where you're going with this, because if that's the case, then why not take the extra plus money and go with seven instead of six?
1: And what's the plus money there?
3: So instead of even money at six plus, we'll do plus one ninety five at seven plus, and that turns our same
1: one catch
0: goes from plus even money
3: to plus one ninety five. Yeah,
0: half a catch is believe it or not, it's worth like close to fifty cents. So that's right, right on on script. Okay, interesting. This
3: turns our same game parlay from plus two ninety with the six catches to plus 400 with the seven catches.
1: Okay, so here's what I think. I think we stay on the plus 290 because our goal on our core parlay is to be in that plus 250 to plus 400 range, Mm -hmm. right? So we're owing one on the season. I wouldn't mind cashing a win. Let's think, though, what else could we add to this? Because we always want to give, like, a jumbo baby, right? But I also want to consider other avenues, right? Not Not – other than the main thesis, which is a lot of receptions, but I, I or I'm sorry, a lot of attempts by Cousins, I'm interested in what does this mean for Philly? Fewer plays. Few, fewer plays because there's going to be longer drives.
0: So we look- and just for Cousins to have to like uh, you know complete all these passes and, and and attempt them, and Hawkinson to get these, and he's not a home run hitting you know um, guy. That means more clock um, burning off. That is less so less time for Philly time of possession.
1: Okay, so. Time of possession isn't an option, is it? No,
3: but I would like some maybe anti-Jalen Hurts rushing because if we think the Eagles are going to be winning, less impotence on him to run. And we might get that minus five yards at the end of the game. But with Gainwell out... Who
2: knows what Philly's run plan looks
3: like? Well, I, I looked at last year's game between the Eagles and the Steelers because that was a Brian Flores-led defense that Jalen Hurts played against. Okay, okay. And he was 19 of 28 passing, 285 yards, four touchdowns. That was his coming out party in a way. He only rushed
1: two times. Brown, Brown had a bunch of yards I
3: Uh A.J. Brown, six for 156 and yeah. three touchdowns. Um, he only rushed two times for 10 yards. Now, maybe that was Brian Flores playing a spy, doing something to limit the rushing ability. I don't know. But it's kind of interesting that he only rushed two attempts for 10 yards he, he against all, the Steelers last he year. He
0: did also at the end of the New England game. I wanted to ask you about this. He took a a, a huge hit and fumbled at the end of the game. It's mm-hmm. fine. No no injury. But like, it's almost like as a head coach, I see that. I'm like, boy, we got to get through the whole year. I can't have my quarterback getting lit up like that you know, consistently
1: week to week. And they paid him a lot of money. How many how many rush attempts did he have last week?
3: Nine for thirty-seven. Okay, okay. With a long of fourteen.
1: Mackenzie, can you take a look? Is of the nine, how many were scrambles and how many were design runs? Yep. Okay, because if the if the design runs are like zero or I I don't know I didn't watch the whole game. Was there any tush pushes in in uh, this game? Because yes, that would yeah, be a design know. run yeah, in yep. theory, right? Okay, so, Fez, I'm not sure what to do with Philly, meaning you think, and you're right, if Philly's winning bigger, right, that that means Minnesota passes more, and that means we could put Philly either on the money line or the spread. Probably more the spread. Why,
0: though? Because if— uh, let, let me because if Philly's up 10, then Minnesota's definitely going to be chucking the ball all over the place.
1: Mm-hmm. But, it, if, but you, if, like if, Philly, if if Philly's up three, they're going to be chucking the ball. I mean, not 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 in the third quarter, but we think their default is chucking the ball, right? Yeah. right? Yes.
2: Tampa was a, a close game the entire time. They were yeah. never way up, never way down. The game plan stayed the same. They chucked the ball. Obviously, if Philly
0: like gets up fourteen to nothing three minutes into the game, I'm I'm loving this whole, all these Minnesota
2: bets, though Mm -hmm. much more than if the game's tied. I think what we saw last week was the reason why they cut Dalvin Cook wasn't because they thought Madison was better than him. It's because they 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 have no interest in running. They have no reason to prioritize running back.
1: Well, remember, this is a very modern front office. And that lends itself to throwing the ball these days. What is Madison's rush yards?
3: We can do. Let's see. The closest one be fifty or more, minus one twenty. If oh. we add
0: under, how much do how much does does our payout go up? See, it feels like uh,
3: get away from our uh, thesis. Yeah, under would be. That's
1: well, our th- Minnesota's throwing. It's our thesis.
3: Minus one forty under fifty four and a half.
1: But if it's only fifty four and a half, isn't it? Isn't it a question of something schematically are they I mean, we don't really know if Tampa did something schematically, yeah. that, you know, it, it feels like to me, there's a lot of way. Because let's think about the Philly spread versus the Philly money line, because I think there's a bigger story here, mm-hmm. which is we could have three or so plays that we think are correlated, and each one needs us to be right about a couple things. Right? we got to be right about the thesis and got to be right about, hey, Philly should win this game or they should cover
0: it. Right now, we just can't have Minnesota winning. We're getting up.
1: Winning big. Yes. So that's what my—isn't a couple ways we can do this generally in the weeks to come is have three or so plays that each one needs us to be right? Or two plays and then two more that just can't be wrong. Hmm. Right? There's that whole middle ground of, out, it was close, because a lot of these fall pretty close to sure. the than-
0: I, I guess I'm getting greedy. I'm thinking to myself, like an extreme, if, if I take Philly like minus a 10 and a half mm-hmm. on an alternative.
1: But that has to be the very premise of the whole thing, yeah, which is which, we think they can blow them out.
0: Which we, we aren't necessarily, and we're going against the market also. Yeah. so Which I don't like doing.
1: So why don't we think about Philly on the money line to say, this way we're just not playing wrong. I don't think we're going to get much of a bump. Go ahead well, and pop that
3: in. Okay, Eagles on the money line. All
1: right, so what are we starting at 290 right now?
3: We're at plus 290. If we put Eagles on the money line in there, we bump it up to plus 360.
1: Okay, so how, um, oh, we should have let Fez guess ahead of time. So, it, so it, we're risking 390 to win 70. All right, that's, and that's, what, what is the game money line right now?
0: Minus 260. So it's, we're really getting dinged.
1: Okay, and what you're saying, so what they're saying here is, and and I mean, this is savvy, is if Philly wins, then Minnesota's passing more. That's right. So they,
0: they did the proper correlation pricing.
1: All right, so let's get creative a second here and not wait. I mean, let's everyone, AJ, ideas, let's get them rolling. What's something else that has a correlation here, right, is who's the, I mean, do do we think they're going to shut down historically? does Philly double the number one? So, uh you know Jefferson is, you know maybe we don't want to go over there. I like or do we that. go under. That? I
0: like it. Let's add Jefferson under because then there's more Dinkin and Duncan and more you know completions and attempts.
2: The problem is with no with no Bradbury in the game, we don't even know who's going to be on Jefferson. So you're you're not going to have your number one corner on Jefferson, which. Not an ideal time to play an under on him,
1: Mackenzie. Can you? Well, you don't want. You're never going to play an under, right? You're. I mean, like this is what you. I. I don't know if this is right or not because you bring up a great point in the cornerback situation, but it seems like Philly, and that's what I want to check and have Mackenzie check. Should be priced in though. Wow. If we think it's all priced in, then we we're wasting our time to start with, right? Well, not if we can find the right correlations. I would say actually, in the the market. Well, I think if we're gonna be profitable with this, we probably have to have about half of it is savvy with the correlation. And I
0: think this is one of those that we that they're gonna give us a nice the the, the fair payout because they're not they're gonna say, oh, you know, this is correlated to pass attempts to go over. Well that's we're going that, under.
1: so the anti-correlations are one I really like. Yeah. Mackenzie, as we're checking that and we'll check it. Can you check for me? Oh, by the way, of those nine total rushes, two scrambles, six design runs. Mm. That's that's a sign they're running him. Yeah. Six designs yeah. a lot. Uh, it was windy. It was bad weather, yeah. right? Um, can you check to see, and this is something football outsiders used to have, so I don't even know if the site's up or whatever, but um, last year, how did Philly do against the number one receiver
3: of the opponent? All right. So I have a list of just, this is, no, this is just some, this lists all the wide receivers. um, You want to try to find
1: out your own way, AJ? Um, So, by the way, if we do go under Jefferson, what does that do to our payout?
3: So what number do we want want to go under Jefferson? The market. Okay, so 89.5 at plus 110 or 99.5 at minus 130?
1: Plus 110.
3: Okay. Puts us at plus 800.
1: Okay, now that gets interesting.
3: Yeah. So we're last gonna, year against the Eagles, Justin Jefferson, twelve targets, but only six catches for forty-eight yards.
0: So, so we're getting. Remember, we had the plus two ninety. Mm-hmm. So we had three hundred ninety working for us. I'll round it to four four hundred. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting back eight to once. And so now it goes to 900. So we're getting plus one twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So they're pricing it. They're saying, hey, this is really correlated with completions and attempts over to the to the tune they're juicing a twenty-five percent extra payout for us because we're
1: playing what we. Perceived to be an anti-correlation or no correlation. Now, is that – that is his receiving yards?
3: Yes. And how many yards is that? 89 and a half under. All right. What about his receptions? Okay. Justin Jefferson receptions.
1: Because I could see him having one monster – and, and but i if they double if they make a point to stop him he it'll be hard to get remember, any
0: remember if he does get one monster it kills the entire drive so if they if they hit a bomb for play, him for 70 can't. yards they you know there's touchdown and now they they Vikings lose the ball and they only get two plays on that drive
3: can't play under on the same game parlay for the receptions just the yards just the yards yeah
0: well that breaks the tie
1: is that right mm-hmm. mm. That's wild. So they have TJ's receptions, but not Jefferson.
3: Oh, you can go over Justin Jefferson receptions. Can't go under. Okay. The only options they because, give you for because, this is the seven, nine, eleven. All
1: yard. right. Do me a favor. Did you take out the
3: yards? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not an option to choose. I took okay. Out, yeah.
1: But I, I wonder if there were, if there was a restriction based upon you already had made mm-hmm. one bet.
3: It's not even an option to choose from.
1: Okay. Um, so Fez, this is what I think. I think we give our. Uh, we don't want to call it the conservative because it's still paying, you know, almost three to one. But we give the the core one the way we build it. I liked it where you going. and on. then we the jumbo. We just add Jefferson under. Yes, right. Because I, I love that. That's how we like won. A, la-
0: like a seventy five percent, twenty five percent type of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think probably even three or to 80, one. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think three or four. I'd say f- yeah. Let's. I would recommend four units or four whatever you're playing on the main one. I would say playing one quarter of that. So 100 maybe and $25. $25. Yeah. I like that.
3: So I got the Eagles numbers against all the wide receivers last year. Go ahead. Um, if you want to just so in week one against Detroit, Amon Ross, St. Brown, 12 targets, eight catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown.
1: So they gave him some receptions, but didn't let him get behind mm-hmm.
3: him. Yep. Uh, week two was the Justin Jefferson game. Six catches, forty-eight yards, no touchdowns. That's probably the most relevant. Yeah, obviously. So, but again,
1: six <laughs> catches. So he they get he gets his mm-hmm.
3: catches. And then in week three, Terry McLaurin, the number one wide receiver for Washington, six catches, one hundred and two, no touchdowns.
1: Okay, so do this. Maybe scan ahead and pick the three or four biggest receivers on this I, guy. They
3: saw Ceedee Lamb twice. He had one
2: five for sixty-eight and one game ten for one hundred and twenty. One on one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: right, yeah, that's uh, good. I mean, he's probably. The biggest name, and
1: remember that ten for one twenty was when that was a harder minshew out. game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it, the best. He's
3: the out. he's the best receiver. Him and Justin Jefferson are the two top receivers they saw all season, as okay. far as name brand number one wide receivers.
0: I like. I, I'm sold the fact that Jefferson had had a down game.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yardage wise, so let's make this baby official. So this is good. Well, let's come up with a name. The, the core one is we'll call this the. um, All right, here it is. Here it is. This will be the weekend getaway one. Meaning if you win it, you can take you and the girl or whoever you're with on a weekend getaway. Not the waikiki. Not the waikiki, but a weekend getaway. Maybe the and, rest of the island. and then the second, yeah, maybe the rest of good. The second one will be the the month in the Hamptons, we'll call it. Uh, and every week, we'll come up with a slightly different name, but that's the concept. It'd be like Fez's uh, three tacos and a beer, or it's the lobster and, and, and steak.
0: Yeah, we're going to Las Brices down in... Uh, <laughs> have you ever been to Las Brices? No. Laguna Beach? Oh, it's just Laguna spectacular. Laguna Beach? It's beautiful, right on the water.
3: <laughs> so the first parlay is just with... The, this is the weekend getaway. The weekend getaway. Three-teamer. Kurt Cousins, 40-plus Passing attempts. 25 plus pass completions and TJ Hawkinson six plus catches plus 290.
1: I got to be honest with you, that seems like how's that not happen? Yeah, no, no, but but, but seriously, like that, that seems really. If we're right about the receptions, this pretty sweet. The weekend getaway is sweet. We might be going to Scottsdale. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about the month in the Hamptons? The
3: month in the Hamptons, we have the same three, and we add under Justin Jefferson, 89.5 receiving yards, plus 800.
1: <sighs> All right. Book it. I won't miss any shows, even if I'm in the Hamptons. AJ, who sponsors this pod?
2: DraftKings does. Bet, uh, bet $5 and get on any NFL so let's game. let's get this straight.
1: You bet $5 on, let's say, the, the month in the Hamptons. Yeah. Okay. You and get $200 be- in free bets. And instantly. $40 of the win if it wins. Yeah, correct. And, but you don't get that just because you're night. It's because they use code RJ when they say, so like me. Up. That's right. Easy to remember. All right. Maybe we'll get a code Fez and put his on the Fezic Focus. We won't. No, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, there'll be like, uh, you know, RJ d- did so much more business, but Fez's guys were winning a lot. So I'm not sure we want any more of those. <laughs> <laughs> but then they could come in Fez and go, how much how much would it cost for DraftKings to buy you to give losers to your clients?
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't do it.
1: No, 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 no. Let's be honest. Oh, well, yeah. Backup, backup. Ten million. Ten million? Yeah. Nine million, you say no. Let's be honest. I 6.7 think you seven do- think- million. I think you do it. I don't think you do it for 900,000. No. But I think you do it for one and a half. No. Okay. I will do it for one and a (laughs) half. One and a half million. You got me. Now, uh, for one season. This is like
0: the Ted DiBiase million dollar man where he's like, it's like, oh, it's, the woman's like, I'm not going to do it for 100. And he's like, Virgil? And she starts putting more hundreds out. She's like, all right, we'll do it, Mr. DiBiase.
1: no. Virgil used to be at the Wheeling Downs because he was out Is of Pittsburgh. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and he'd be at the Downs and he'd pull out, when I was like, you know, I was a kid, like 16 <laughs> over there, he'd pull out a row of hundreds. For real, he wasn't playing Virgil. He was himself and he'd go up and he was batting about 500 Under a race. race. Everybody's got a price, everybody's going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where where is he
2: now, Virgil? Yeah, I think he like lives in his car. Why do you say that with a huge smile on your face? I, I, well, he, he there's like <laughs> that's, I mean, it's demented. He's like, <laughs> he's,
1: yeah, I think he's in his <laughs> car. Well, he
2: has a Twitter account that's pretty popular where he like he talks about
1: uh,
2: eating at, at Red Lobster all the time, and like Red Lobsters, like he thinks is like the the highest of high high dining establishments.
1: But listen, let's get this official on the record. There's a guy. Now, wrestling, wouldn't you say, is one of the great tragedies oftentimes is these people like Jake the Snake. Yeah. These people that are on the road 352 days a year. Get
2: addicted to pain pills. Pain
1: pills. Who knows what kind of prostitute situations there are. Like each town they've got, but then Annie's getting old. So then you got to figure, do I see Annie? Or I've been seeing her for 11 years. Now i got to stop because she lost her teeth. Are you talking about my wife? No. Oh, what's oh? Is that Aunt. Annie? Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I just made a random name up, right? Annie the prostitute. But but let's say um Billy. Okay. Billy the prostitute. But Billy, he seems like he's a guy, but he's very femme. So, so you don't quite know. B i l l i e. Exactly. Just leaves a lot to. Yeah, but question. The, yeah. But let's be honest. Billy's not writing their name out a lot. No. Right. So, well Billy can't read when or write. there I'm trying not to make a commitment. <laughs> uh, think about it. That's what Virgil had to, uh, likely or possibly had to go through. I think Virgil
2: spends a lot of time at the Why do you wrestling... laugh at his
1: at his, his misfortune?
2: Because he used to be carrying around stacks of hundreds like But you, you
1: realize he was playing a role. Well, you said it. The dog track, he was he really had it. And that was a sign of him saying, "I I have it, but I don't want it. I don't want to keep take it you. wheeling down wheeling down you take it. And
2: now he's charging five bucks for a picture and an autograph at wrestling shows, I'm sure.
1: Imagine if someone—think about this, Fez. If someone had taken all his bets and put it in, an, in a leather satchel, then went and put it into an annuity, and then tomorrow they show up with the check and say, here's your $12,000, you are going to get one of these a month the rest of your life. How great would—I mean, it would be no change except he doesn't bet he put it in a satchel.
2: He'd probably be a lot happier right now. He
1: yeah, he'd probably be able to get good medical care, yeah. good nutrition.
0: It's like the Archie Karis story. I shouldn't have laughed you told at, me this uh, about uh, the, the the guy that ran up like like beat, the, beat he, he wasn't an advantage player. He just ran up playing craps and stuff and had like twenty million, forty million, and then lost it all back. And like at some point, like you said, take him one million of it, buy an annuity. You have your, have your friend buy you an annuity. Just you forget about it, then lose all your money, and boom, at least you can retire.
1: He had every chocolate chip so. Years ago the most famous chips in Vegas were the Binions Browns. They called them the chocolates. They were five thousand a crack. Hmm. So amongst like the Doyle and that crowd, that they would always have a couple of, you know, chocolates on them and it was like the currency, right? It was almost like I mean, think about how much easier it is if you have fifteen thousand in cash, right? Or three chocolates. Sports betting. We used them all the time. Yeah. so
0: Who who has time to count out all those bills? (laughs) There you go. That's your big
1: problem, Pat. Is this Corrales, it was Archie, how did you say his last name? Corrales. Corrales. Okay. He had every chocolate in existence at Binion's in front of him. Wow. And I think it was in that 20, 25 million range. But the funny thing is he dropped all the way down below a million. But then he went back up again over 10, I think various, it was, man, and still didn't put any away. And it, for a long time, he was playing 1-2 around the poker rooms. 1-2, mm. no limit. <sighs> yeah, Virgil was even sadder. If only they had done that. And then when he won, they could have gave him counterfeit money. <laughs> and he, who knows? He would have just given it back, yeah. so what's the difference? Yeah. What do you think, Mackenzie? Do you laugh at people's misfortune? Uh, I try not to, but you do sometimes. Yeah, like what's the down. last time you did that? Uh, a friend of mine walked into a uh, stained glass window. You talking about Fazek? No, different guy. Different
2: guy. I, I didn't know Fez did that too. I didn't remember. <laughs> you know, remember when he was... His, this was was it stained glass. He Fez walked into a clear window in a place that he knew very well.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's only been four years yeah. or five years. So
2: He's, why did you have to add in a place he knew very well? You could, the story was completed.
0: I walked into a window. <laughs> but you had to put the color commentary like Fez has got Alzheimer's. He doesn't remember.
1: For more of this kind of stuff. and And you think I'm kidding when I say this my over-under two-team parlay of the decade. Listen to the Dream Preview. I'm R.J. Bell. This is for a special episode for DraftKings. Talk to you soon.